0: Welcome back to the Inspiring Confidence Podcast, made from comedy byproducts. How's ah. everybody doing? Good. Mm.
1: Byproducts.
0: Artificial, artificial comedy. curious about that. <laughs> okay. I want none
1: of that natural comedy. Inject that artificial shit straight into my veins. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: But you know what? It's recycling. So. Exactly. <laughs> You're welcome, planet Earth. <laughs> okay. So let's see. We are not in Gallowspire currently but not too far above it either. You guys have been camping out, had yourselves a little harrow reading, and Nick just can't stay away from these coffins in Roslar's tomb. So Uhtred has awoken, or is he still asleep, uh, inside a coffin, and he is inside of the Red Shrikes chamber in Roslar's Tomb, except it is slightly warped to accommodate a lounging Arasni who is just kind of like arm, like legs crossed, as she as uh, she leans to the side in this uh, pretty large-looking armchair, and she looks like very casual, like you know, um, like here I am in scenic Roslar's Tomb. Oh, hey, Uhtred, uh, and she greets you as such. She says.
2: Good morning, Utrid. Well,
3: I'm certainly glad to see it's you who brought me back here.
0: She looks around for a second.
2: Yes, well, where is here, if you don't mind me asking?
3: I'm sorry, you- I thought you brought me here.
2: Oh, pardon, Utrid. We are merely in a dreamscape of your making. I was eager to receive an update from you and your team. So I took the liberty of inserting myself so we could communicate.
3: Well, we have made it to Gallowspire. We were able to enter briefly, but currently we tactically repositioned ourselves out of Gallowspire to rest and restore our abilities, and we'll shortly be going back in. That's the good news do have some bad news for you
2: there's always bad news go ahead
3: sure you're aware that Geb has been deploying all means of manner to retrieve you Uh, upon our approach to Galaspire we ran into your let's say friend Ustari we took care of her but I'm sure you understand that that means the rest of the grave knights are looking for you
2: well, I do hope you were thorough about it. I've only managed to kill two of those terrible bullies and have it stick. I admit, I'm not surprised that they've found their way to Ustalav. I always assumed they would be hunting me down. Forgive me, I neglected to mention that they might be there. Uh, because, well, I thought you might say no. And I needed you to say yes. I believe I mentioned I was a practical woman.
3: Well... It doesn't really matter, because... You may believe you're the only one capable with the desire to kill Tarbafon. Whether you like it or not, that is where the end of my road lies as well. And I'll see you at that end point, whether you're helping us or whether you're hindering us. She smiles. Uh, It's kind of hard to
0: tell what kind of smile if she's, like, maybe... Acknowledging your challenge, or if she—it's
3: not being—he's not not presenting it as like a a challenge. Just kind of like it doesn't really matter if you're going to give us all the details or not. That's where my position's headed,
0: right? Uh, So yeah, you don't—you're not sure if if the smile is is an acknowledgement to you know that where you know we're doing this with or without your help, or if. she is like thinking of something else entirely it's maybe it's a benevolent smile it's hard to tell it's hard to tell
2: ever the pragmatist i appreciate your reluctance to fully trust me utrid you are wiser than i initially gave you credit for but i did notice when you entered gallowspire and i did notice that well as living creatures it was ever so slightly antithetical to your healing magics If you accept, I can offer you a tool to aid you in that regard.
3: I've never been one to push away your hand of help.
2: Well then, come to me, and I will provide you with that help. Can I roll a sense motive?
3: Sure. I'm trying... He's trying to deduce, make sure that he actually is not a dreamscape. I think a sense motive would actually be a good check for that. So it's a nine sense motive. All right, well, I guess Uchid would approach her... Even if he feels a little uneasy, as you're
0: uh, approaching her, she she takes another look around at your surroundings.
2: You never did say where we are. This
3: is
0: no importance. Make a bluff check. Thirteen. She looks down her nose at you, and you can tell that she knows that it is of importance. But uh, when you when you reach her, uh, she doesn't uh, push you on that.
2: Hold out your hand, Utrid.
0: He holds out his non-sword hand. Okay. You hold out your hand, and she holds one of her hands up high over her head, and you see that there's a a large, like, iron stake in her hand, and she plunges it down, and it drives itself through the palm of
3: your hand, and you wake up. That's why I said my non-sword hand.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, we're just going to immediately look at his hands there.
0: You wake up with a start, and you like you look down at your hand, and you probably like like your ar- your whole arm jerks, and you hear a metal clatter on the floor, and the iron stake that she plunged into your into your palm, it's not piercing your hand, uh, but it did seem as if it was. Your hand was
3: gripped around it, and it clatters to the floor. I right. I think Uchi would just, just kind of try and and not bring any more attention to him and like kind of pick it up and just kind of like play it off like i'm not really acknowledging that i just got like startled awake and something fell don't go
1: losing yourself now we still got a whole place hold uh we still got all of
3: gallowspire to get through oh don't you worry to you blith It'll take a lot more than a reoccurring nightmare to get me to lose my nerve all right so what do you do you just
0: uh do your watches uh Uhtred, I imagine you want to examine this thing at some
3: point? At some point. The point is, when do I want to examine it? Ah, See, I don't want to do it in front of Teoblith, because then he's gonna be like, oh, well, what is it? Where'd you get it from? Da-da-da. I'm an occultist. Let me hold it. I'll know everything about it. (laughs) 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 Which, normally, I'd be like, yes, I want to know everything about this, but, like, (laughs) it's always gonna come back to the same question. Well, where did you get it, right? And we see how well my sense motive and bluffing skills are. I'd prefer to not put my in that pos- myself in that position to have to roll. I think well, I, I guess... would fight the urge to examine it during watch in hopes that maybe I could find a, a little time in the morning to do it when things are kind of happening.
0: Okay. Well, in that case, uh, give me perception checks for your watches. 26. 24 more spookiness that's for sure towards the end of your watch you actually think that you hear like like you, you you've heard some like just creatures scuttling about towards the end of the end of your watch you think you hear like two creatures kind of going at it like maybe a, a predator and prey situation or maybe just two two ghouls fighting over a bird that one of them killed or it's really Hard to tell, but you just hear a lot of snarling. Uh, it, it's very m- muted, like it's separated by the walls around you, and it's also separated by some distance. But it is very clear to you that this this place is occupied. You're not just in the middle of the wilderness. You are in Atarak. It's no longer the the seat of Tarbaphon's power, but it is clear that there are just creatures in here that call this place home. But other than that, your watch goes by... With no problems. Alright, let's get everyone up and
1: let's get prepared and get back in there.
4: Alright, it's gonna be a long day.
0: I hope not too long, but yes, I, I am prepared. Uh, whenever you are, Tia Blith and Elksy you just kind of like, stands at
3: attention. Utrud's gonna uh, draw Vallow and use the sheath to keen it. That's for like I think a half hour, right? No, I think it was 55, 50 or fifty-five minutes.
1: It's a yeah, it, it's ten minute per level casting. It's just a
0: matter of what the caster
1: level. I think it, it was fifth level. Is. It is it's a, a fifth, fifth level, so yeah. it'd
3: be
0: fifty minutes.
1: All right, so before before I bring us back into Gallowspire, I'm gonna recast all of my. The Buff that I had last time, so that's perceive cues, see invisibility, ablative barrier, and echolocation. Right, and those are all 10 minutes per level, so I got two hours of those. A blade of barriers, an hour, I think. Right, sorry, a blade of barriers all day. The other, yeah, I meant the other ones
4: that you know,
1: okay, yeah.
0: Anyhow, all right, any other preparations?
4: I cast mage armor on Thalys, but I do that every morning. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I don't really have any good prep spell. I mean, I got, like, we're fighting and let's prep spells, but not for, like, going in. No,
1: no. long-term prep spells. Yeah. No walking around spells. Well, then, let's get a move on. I'm gonna cast uh, Light
3: onto my Scimitar real quick.
1: Alright. Um, remember, you gotta have, uh, Thalias in your in your mind while I do Dimension Door oh, and then you can bring them bring them out once yeah. we get in there yep so alright everyone seems ready to go
4: <clears throat> and while we we're uh, yeah while we're right before you snap us in I just say uh, to the group you know if we don't come out alive it's been good knowing you guys we're a good team Just <laughs> sort of somberly like I know what's in there <laughs> this place sucks like Mm -hmm. If I don't get to say it, I'm going to say it now.
1: Yes, you guys have been more competent than I expected. Good luck. In we go.
0: Alexi rolls her whole head at (laughs) that. All right.
1: All right. Perfect.
0: Dimension doors cast. You disappear, and then you reappear where you are on the map, right where you left. Uh, I get the
5: lias out. I'm going to cast daylight onto a rock.
4: Oh yeah, there's some kind of light situation down here We all need to put our lights out and stuff
0: Well, daylight has you covered pretty well Um, I think it's normally 60 feet and 60 feet But with Gallowspire's uh, supernatural gloom uh, You have 30 feet of bright light And then you'll have 30 feet of dim light uh, Beyond that So there's normally You'll normally have like It goes from bright light to normal light to dim light but with the way daylight works... It skips the normal light if the ambient lighting is darkness. So dim light you can see, but uh, creatures have 20% concealment if you don't have dark vision. And if you have low light vision, you double the radius of those uh, light effects. So what do you guys do? You are in a crossroads right now. Um, to your east uh, brings you... Back to the room where you found that bottle of air and then farther in there's the trap. To your west is the chamber that the Tempest Guards were in and you can see through that chamber that it looks like there is an exit to its, e- to its west and there's an exit to its north. Perhaps two exits, but maybe they empty out into the same room. And then to your immediate north, there's a long hallway that just stretches north.
3: Well, same plan as yesterday sweep the perimeter and work our way to the middle. Sounds good to me. Yep. Lead the way.
0: Alright, as you walk through this chamber, I want everybody to give me perception checks. 28.
4: 22. 21. 20.
0: And Teoblith, at the last second, you are aware of uh, stomping feet uh, quickly approaching from the north of this of this chamber that you've, uh, made your way into, and you'll be part oh. of the, uh, surprise round as, uh, a creature enters, seemingly deliberately, like it was waiting for you. Uh, everybody give me initiative. Okay. Utrin, initiative.
3: Uh, six,
0: sixteen. Arginus. Nineteen. Teobluf. Ten. Randolph.
4: Twenty-two?
0: Wow. Eh, look at me. Okay. Unfortunately, Randolph was not part of the surprise round. What? So, first up will be Elksy. And what is this thing? Give me knowledge Arcana checks. That's better. 36.
1: 16.
0: Okay. Deal with an Utrid. Identify uh, this lumbering figure sculpted from soft clay as a clay golem. However, this clay golem has been carved to resemble a large a large skeleton. Utrid, you may ask two questions about clay golems. Tealblith may ask four.
3: Any kind of DR.
0: They have DR ten that can only be bypassed by weapons that are both adamantine and bludgeoning.
3: Any defenses related to like energies, cold, fire, acid, that stuff? They do not have any special
0: energy-related immunities or resistances. Alright, those are I too. Like to.
1: Alright, uh, I would like to know about its something about its defenses.
0: You know that, like all golems, clay golems are immune to magic. Uh, any spell effect that is subject to spell resistance does not affect a clay golem, with the following exceptions. A Move Earth spell drives the golem back 120 feet and deals 3d12 points of damage to it, no save. Oh, that's sweet. A Disintegrate spell slows the golem as the slow spell for 1d6 rounds and deals 1d12 points of damage, no save. So, significantly less damage, but slow effect. An Earthquake spell can uh, cast directly on a clay golem stops it from moving on its next turn and deals 5d10 points of damage no save and finally any magical attack against a clay golem that deals acid damage will heal it for one point of damage for every three points of damage it would have otherwise dealt if the amount of healing would cause the golem to exceed its full normal hit points it gains any excess as temporary hit points a clay golem gets no saving throw against magical attacks that deal acid damage okay um so I got three more questions here. I guess give me something else about its defenses. There's nothing else that really stands out in your memory about clay golems, but I'll give it to you that their worst save is reflex. Alright. Um how do they perceive things? You know that they have dark vision and low light vision. And I guess last give me an offensive ability. Uh you know about their cursed wound ability damage a clay golem deals doesn't naturally heal, and resists magical healing. Uh, A creature attempting to use magical healing on a creature damaged by a clay golem must succeed at a caster level check, or the healing has no effect on the injured creature. So, have fun with that. Okay. Uh, So, that brings us back to Elxy, who is going to, I think, delay? She doesn't want to uh, that's kind of a bottleneck where it is. Yeah, I think Alex is going to intercept it.
3: All right. Elksy goes and intercepts it for a round, but we all put our defenses up. <laughs> then we'll see it. <laughs> I mean, Elksy
0: don't got no defenses to put up. I so. know. <laughs> she, uh, yeah, she just kind of moves. It looks like it was kind of like charging right into the room, but Elksy, uh, runs up and just kind of like rears back onto her hind hooves and, uh, stops its movement. Next up in the surprise round is Teoblith.
1: All right, Teoblith is going to put his uh, his legacy weapon Bane on himself, or his legacy weapon ability with Bane Construct, and he will take a five-foot step to the north to start lining up a shot on this thing.
0: All right, so now the clay golem's turn. Oof. It gets... That's a surprise round. It only gets one slam. It actually misses, so... Hurrah for Elksy. Yeah. That will conclude the surprise round. Up first in the combat proper is Randolph.
4: All right. I am going to cast Invisibility on myself. All right. And me and Deliance are going to do the old flankeroo. So I'll cast Invisibility and... Ah, jeez. I guess I'll move here-ish, like 15 feet up. Since Elias will move, he'll be sort of in front. Oh, but Elksy's just charged right in. Yeah. And God damn it, Elksy. I, I thought maybe we could get him to sort of come to us, and then, <laughs> yeah, no, but then, uh, right. Yep.
0: Elksy uh, figured the bottleneck was the way to go.
4: All right, yep, I'm coming, Elksy. Yep. Um, dumb
1: animals get a dumb animal. Uh,
0: <laughs> your movement will end right here. Randall. Oh, because I'm...
4: Yeah, I'm not 30 boy, I'm 20 boy. Yep. And Elias is going to go... It's, he'll stay there. Right. Elias
1: can double move, but yeah. <laughs> he might not yeah. want to.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. And that turn where no one gets your aura. Uh,
3: yeah, I was going to say, why don't you double move and take five more feet? So you're out of range, but gets you gets your uh, uh, AC bonus.
1: Or just okay. get, up to, get up to here... Yeah, that way El- oh, Elsie's okay. still kind of in the way, and then you can
0: just five foot step next round.
4: Good thinking, boys. That's why I keep you around.
0: All right. Uh, next up is our Um, Arginus go hit is- that clay golem with all
5: of your magic. Oh uh, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, essentially, our uh, is gonna hit it with a disintegrate, which nice. Will- all right, make a range touch attack. How about an eight? An eight will touch. Nice. <laughs>
0: All right, yeah, so no save. This thing will be slowed for 1d6 rounds. Tom, you want to roll it? Or do you want me to?
5: I will roll it. All right. 6.
0: Nice. And yeah. then uh and then
5: uh 1d12 for the damage. 7. All right, I'll take it. Not too um, bad. Does any of the other parts of the spell affect it or nope. is it just no? Nope. okay? Like that it's is what the that.
1: disintegrate spell does to this thing.
5: Eh, I, I mean
1: but was that a slow effect for six rounds? That's fantastic. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. Now it's only making yep. one attack a round instead of all of them. Indeed. Uh,
0: all right. Up next is Elxy. Elxy shouts, nice shot, genius!" And she's going to full attack, power attack Ooh. on this clay golem. It's so hit with the gore. First hoof missed. Second hoof hit. 22 on the gore. That'll get dropped to it. 12. 16 for the hoof. Down to a 6.
4: That DR is something.
0: Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now it's Utrud's
3: turn. Um, I think Utrud's going to cast Displacement on himself. And then he's going to move up to right next to... He's going to move up right next to Thalias, like directly behind Elksey.
0: Okay. That's the end of Uhtred's turn. Okay. I don't like that sound. <laughs> That's the sound of Arginus being out of reach of uh, originating from the western end of the room. A small bead of light seems to be hurled to like the epicenter of where you all stand and it erupts in a fireball you would see there is an invisible caster that has joined the fight and it erupts in 20 feet in either direction and our genus is just staring at this wall of fire just barely can't (laughs) include him Uh, everybody else needs to make a reflex save all right um, I'm going to use
1: one of the uh, Harrow plus one bonuses on this um, All right. and I can see invisibility. Ah, you passed.
0: Alright, so, Tia Blith would be able to see, but I don't think anybody else would, a humanoid man standing in the western end of the room here who seems to have just chucked a fireball. So where are we at with those reflex saves? 21 for Uhtred. 30 for Teoblith. I'm going to need one from Thalias and Randolph as well.
4: I'm going to use my plus one... Plus... we're going to use one of my plus one on reflex so that I'm even because I have negative one reflex always. Mm-hmm. So I got a 25, you got a 21.
0: Very nice. Actually, I think uh, Thalias, Uhtred, and Elxy get bonuses to their saves for being within I, was just gonna ask that. Um,
4: I think it's plus two That's right it is plus two all
0: right uh, so good news everybody passes their reflex saves
3: sweet uh, no damage fruit tree
0: well the base damage of this fireball is 25 so everybody who made their saves and doesn't have evasion will take 12 points of fire damage
1: all right
0: and up next is Teoblith
1: Alright, Tealus is going to take a five foot step to the north, and he's going to
0: start firing at that caster. Since Don't you think it would be more economical to shoot the clay golem with the DR? Uh, no, I'm going to
1: shoot the uh, creature that only I can see, that's casting AoE oh, spells right. at us.
0: Yeah, whatever, I, I think that's uh, sub suboptimal, but you do you. Uh, you can actually give me a knowledge religion check on this caster. 27. Alright, not only can you see the caster, but you identify them as a vampire. Oh. You can ask me two questions about the vampire template. Okay.
1: Is there something that needs to be done to permanently kill a vampire other than just dropping it to zero HP?
0: yes if reduced to zero hit points a vampire assumes a gaseous form and attempts to escape it must reach its coffin within two hours or be utterly destroyed additional damage dealt to a vampire forced into gaseous form has no effect once at rest the vampire is helpless it regains it it regains hit points over time at this point though after one hour oh after one hour Uh, of being helpless it starts regaining hit points and is no longer helpless okay Uh, so if you can basically if you can finish it off after it reaches its coffin while it's still helpless that's how you kill it okay and does being a vampire convey any DR to it uh vampires have DR that can only be overcome by weapons that are both magic and silver alright right. then, yes, I'm going to full attack the vampire. Okay. And
1: I w- Do you have silver arrows? I do not. So, full attack, I'm going to use my uh, sudden insight for the first attack for the many shot until I get an idea of this thing's AC. So, the first attack's going to be at a plus six. All right. Deadly aimed. So, the first attack's a 26 to hit. That will not hit. Second attack is a 28 to hit. That will hit. Okay. So that is going to be 18 damage. Okay. Um, and the final attack a 27 to hit. 27 also hits.
0: So another 16 damage. All right. And it is now the clay golem's turn. And it's just going to... like It's not moving in slow motion, but... Its movement almost has like this like like blur that kind of suggests that it's being like magically held back uh, but it nonetheless uh, rears its arms back and it slams down onto Elksy. That's a 23 to hit and that misses Elksy's AC. Still isn't great but it's gotten kind of okay. <laughs> All right and that brings us back to Randolph.
4: All right, it's time to unload. What I was trying to do before, but he's too far away. I'll we'll complete the maneuver. Uh, Randolph steps up twenty feet this way. <coughs> Thelias takes a five-foot step. He should. That won't
0: be away. flanking. Ah, oh, that
3: won't be flanking. And it blocks <laughs> Uchred from having a spot. There you go. Oh, there you go. All
4: right, Thelias will not full attack. He'll just. The flanking bonus is just too big, so right. I'll I'll take the hit. Yep, he'll and provoke. Who provokes? Silas. Uh I don't love that, but yeah.
0: Okay, that's going to be a 35 to
4: hit. Oh my. Um yeah. Uh Wait, 34 to hit. Hold on. If you keep going down. Is that the final is it <34? clears> 34 did we let on?
0: Thirty four final answer. Ugh. Nah, that hits. Alright. Silas takes thirteen points of damage.
4: Dang. Alright. Not great, but he's fine for now. And now for the fun. Scythe attack. Full attack. One attack. 30... uh, One attack. (laughs) Oh, because I moved. Right, right, right. I just meant like full, like... It's like (laughs) full-bodied, you know?
0: (laughs) Full-blown attack.
4: Yeah. It's a 35 to hit.
0: That'll hit.
4: Yeah. It'll be 23 damage plus one acid and six cold
1: it's a good thing that one was the acid because then it just does nothing
4: (laughs) (laughs) yeah what's with that acid what was that again for every three
0: points of acid damage a single attack deals it it instead heals one point of damage so with your d6 acid is that what it is yeah so at most uh, you might accidentally heal it two damage Okay, that's not too bad. Uh, But that's otherwise 29 points of damage from your scythe. Yep.
4: Very good. And now for Thalias, the big dog, to the slam. 36 to hit. That'll hit. For 15 plus 5 fire. All right.
5: Up next is Arginus. Uh, Arginus is going to center a haste uh, around Uhtred. So everybody within 30 feet. Gets it. All right, so that's everybody except our genus. Yep. Hell yeah. Um, N- okay. No. What? What? No, you make it because it's... Oh, yeah, that's
0: true. You can't center it on oh. neutral. All targets need to be within oh. 30 each so other. So it's going to be everyone except
1: God Teoblith
5: yeah, and Arginus.
3: Yeah. That's right. fine. I mean, you're still getting four out of yeah. six. That's, you know. God. Four out of six ain't um,
0: why can't they just say, like, a 15-foot radius? Like, that's the exact same thing, isn't it? It's so confusing saying no two targets can be within 30 feet of each other.
5: <clears throat> and then Arginus is going to... Unsure what, what Tia Blith is shooting at. He doesn't like the fact that he can't see it. Uh, so he's going to move out and diagonal. So he's going to move, like, 20 feet uh, diagonally uh, south. Okay. Elksey, full attack. Get that haste.
0: Ooh. Ooh. Elksey will be full attack, or uh, power attacking with that DR. That nasty, nasty DR. Just barely on a natural three. Elksey still gets the gore. Natural 17 for first hoof, and a natural three for the second hoof will make that one miss. But Elksie gets a See, this is going to be confusing, because Elxie gets an extra attack on a full attack. Can I just pick gore as the most powerful natural attack to get a second swing with? Yeah, like if you were wielding two weapons, you would choose which weapon gets the extra attack. Okay, second gore, natural 18, so that's two gores and one hoof. Cool, alright, 25 on one hoof. 23 on another hoof, and 15, those are both gores, and 15 on the one hoof. That DR is keeping this golem up, but it's been taken quite a pounding. Up next is Utrid.
3: So I'm just going to 5 foot step and go crit fishing with a full attack. Alright. That's uh, 25 to hit. 25 hits. That's going to be 10 slashing damage. Is it chaotic? No. Okay, and then the second attack is a 22 to hit.
0: 22 also hits.
3: That does 10 damage, which is what, two non-lethal, and it can't take non-lethal damage?
0: You got it. Perfect. Let's see that haste attack. All right, up next. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot it was haste.
3: He calls for it. (laughs) (laughs) He gets it. Wow. (laughs) It's a 34 to hit with a a crit threat and a 42 to confirm. There it is.
1: All right. Uh, this is called Fingertipped, Normal Damage, and One Dex Damage. Uh-oh.
0: And the target cannot use one hand until healed. All right. That sounds like even if it's immune to ability damage, which I can't remember if constructs are or not, that would still apply because you're removing the use of one of its limbs. Um, okay. Immune. You guys would know these with your knowledge checks Uh, as golems are constructs they are immune to all mind affecting effects immune to bleed disease death effects necromancy effects paralysis poison sleep and stunning not subject to ability damage ability drain fatigue exhaustion energy drain non-lethal damage immune to effects that require fortitude saves unless they also work on objects
3: So is that just a straight downgrade? Is this like uh, one of the crits we'd use our auxiliary list? Well, it can't use one of its hands, right? That was the wording of that crit, map. But what does that mean? Does that mean if it could take a full round attack, it now couldn't? Right. Like, if
1: it got, like, two slam attacks, it would only get one. But it's only getting one because of the slow. Yeah. So. Right. right.
3: But I feel like, like, normally, if that slow wasn't on there, we wouldn't be like... Well, we need yeah. the auxiliary list, because it's still doing a crit effect. Exa-
0: yeah, I think, like with the slow effect on it is technically a downgrade, but that's only contextually, I think, right, so right, I right. think we would just do normal damage. Which was
3: eight for one non-lethal, which was nothing.
0: <laughs> Alright, you did fuck up its hand, though, which probably looks pretty cool, so you're just like, like swing, clang, swing, clang, swing, clang. And none of those clangs really did much, but with that last one, maybe each of those clangs was on its hand, and you finally, like, chipped off, like, half of it, like, it's, all of its fingers are, like, halfway up, or just now nubs.
5: <laughs> huh.
0: Alright, it is now the vampire's turn, and it's going to move up closer to Tia Bluth, and then its eyes glow, and Tia Bluth needs to make a will save.
1: Okay gonna go ahead and use my danger sight to give me a plus six on this because i don't like a vampire making me do a will save didn't need it and it's a 32
0: yeah uh you feel uh you feel this urge to just kind of fall out of yourself like its eyes are pulling are pulling your 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 free will out of your body but with your will save you. Just yank your your willpower back inside of yourself, and you're fine. Uh, and it is your turn. All right. Uh, on his turn, Teal'c going to kind of like stagger
1: forward five feet towards the thing, like like he feels this pull. So he's going to stagger forward, shakes his head, and just like stares daggers at this vampire. He's like, "Get the fuck out of my head!" And he draws back and unleashes uh, another flurry of arrows at it. All right. Uh, Full attack, deadly aim. 22 to hit. 22 misses. And then a 28 to hit. 28 hits. For 15 damage. And then a 27 to hit. 27 hits. For 14 damage.
0: Alright. Up next is the Golem. And I think it's going to keep focusing on Elxy. Since Elxy's dealing the most damage to it. Yep.
4: That's going to hit Elxy. Even with Not the fair. Thelias uh, bonus,
0: how much ACS Thelias giving Elxy? Mm, two.
3: And remember the one for the reading. Yep. And hasted uh, one. I think that might have missed actually. Okay.
1: Because Elxy's at plus four. He's got plus and he's one. He's at minus
0: one. Plus one from the reading, plus two from the aura, plus one from haste. Yeah. Yeah. He just by the by the by a, an elk hair. That slam misses. Yes.
3: If he still had his fingertips there, probably would have got her. Maybe. <laughs> uh, up next is Randolph. Oh, dude, full attack.
4: Going ham, going in. Whoosh! 27 to hit.
0: 27 hits.
4: 22 damage plus 1 acid plus 1 cold. Okay. And 28 to hit. 28 hits. Four are twenty-three damage, plus two acid, plus two cold. Okay. Oh, and is just absolutely swinging. Uh, you needed How close
3: one more Randolph crit? attack for haste. Oh,
4: because of haste! Oh my goodness! Yep. I would never forget haste. Here she comes this one. <laughs> no, no, no! I didn't. <laughs> Twenty-five to hit.
0: Twenty-five doesn't hit, but with that second attack, Randolph destroys the clay golem.
4: Yes. 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 And I'll send Thalias to the menace.
0: Can Thalias see invisibility? Uh, I was going to ask say if he's still invisible. Yeah, the vampire has not broken invisibility. Has Randolph? He, he didn't have greater invisibility on him, did he?
4: No, just regular invisibility.
0: So Thalias can give me a perception check if he wants to try to uh, pin down where this invisible creature is.
4: Okay, okay. You want perception? There you go. <laughs> it ain't much, but it's mine. Four.
0: <laughs> it ain't much, but it's perception. <laughs> uh, yeah, Thalias has no idea. Right, well, uh,
4: at least he looks tough not knowing what he's doing.
0: Yeah, he does. Arginus. Peelbeth um, has not stopped shooting at some invisible creature. And he yelled, get the fuck out of my head at it.
5: I mean, I would glitter dust, but, like... Uh, oh, wh- where is it? Wh- where is he? Uh, Argenus kind of shouts out. He's 15 feet behind the elk. Okay. Um, My name's
0: Elksy, you <coughs> asshole!
5: <laughs> Argenus... Oh, God. <laughs> Argenus runs over here and uh, blasts with a... Um, uh, with glitter dust. Okay. How far of an... How big of an area is glitter dust?
0: Uh, I think it's a 10-foot radius. Yeah. All right. You can do that without hitting anybody else. All right. So the vampire's got to make a will save to avoid being blinded. 28 on the will save. Uh, that passes. All right uh but yeah otherwise the vampire is outlined fully outlined and you can all see a very uh, glittery looking humanoid creature perhaps a human Elxi's turn uh, she sees that the golem is gone and there's a new uh, bedazzled enemy behind her and she's just gonna rear back and charge the vampire and that is a 34 to hit which will hit 30 to hit with power attack. 20 points of damage. That will get reduced by 10. Alright. Utrid.
3: Alright, I think Alexi had the uh, right idea, so I'm gonna charge up and swing at this bedazzled foe. It's a natural 20 on the dice for a 38 and a 42 to confirm.
1: Yeah, confirms. Alright. This is called Brow to Chin normal damage and one con and one charisma damage and a minus two penalty on perception checks and ranged attacks until healed okay well honestly i think this is a straight downgrade because as an undead it can't take the con or charisma damage and that means it cannot take the penalty on perception
0: checks and ranged attacks because it's not taking the con damage okay Okay, double
3: damage, and you may immediately move five feet. This movement provokes. I'm going to take the five foot, provoke. Okay. The double damage. Would you say on chaotic? No? It is chaotic, yes. It is chaotic. Okay. So that's going to be a total of 26 damage, and it bypasses all of its DR because that was a crit, and it's undead.
0: The, the vampire uh, staggers uh, back from Uhtred's hit. But it is still up, and it will take a swipe at Uhtred. 21 to hit. Okay. It is now the vampire's turn. Didn't it just swing? Oh, that was the attack of opportunity. Okay. Yep. Um, yikes. He doesn't have many options. I think it's a last-ditch... Move. He is just going to charge at Tia Bluth, which will provoke from Elksy and Uhtred.
3: Oh no! A natural oh no. One.
0: Confirmation roll? 29. Alright, 29 will not confirm. Uh, Elksy. Elksy definitely hits A min roll of 19 damage, uh, and that is still enough to finish off the vampire. And Utrid uh, uh, swings wide. Uh, as the vampire uh, bolts towards Teoblith but Elksi, uh rakes her antlers up and glitter flies everywhere as the vampire is just torn asunder and you guys have vanquished the enemies alright
1: Teoblith's gonna walk up to the, the downed vampire and just give it one last kick in the head while it's on the ground be like, oh wait no cause it disappears into
0: like gaseous form right oh yeah yep Uh, so yeah, that, that glitter that just went everywhere from Elksy, uh, uh, finishing him off just gets like scattered to the wind in some unseen breeze. And before you know it, uh, you, uh, it just kind of like collects into this like glittery cloud. Uh, and after a couple moments, the glitter like just dissipates or falls to the floor and the gaseous form starts to move. So... I guess the gaseous cloud would be visible and you would see it moving to the south east and it moves out of the chamber that you're in uh, back to the the intersection that you teleported into and it continues to move east like through the trapped room uh, and you know that it will like that will lead it to the 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 big room that you fought the daughters of Urgathoa in that the crater just kind of opens up into and who knows where it might go from there. Uh, but the question is, do you follow it? Uh, Teoblith would follow it at least
1: to where that trap is to just keep an eye on it. But like, mm-hmm. not gonna, n- not gonna go through the trap again to follow this thing. Like the threat is gone for now.
0: All right. Well, uh, what do you guys do now? Well, I think we still follow the same path we were. You stay the course and go west?
3: Yeah, I'm not worried about something coming up behind us and attacking us. I'm expecting that.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, I'll follow Gutrid's lead. Um, does, uh... Looks like Thalias took a pretty good hit.
4: Yeah, I'm about okay. to heal him right now.
1: And I took a little... A little bit, too, from that fireball, so I'm gonna scan myself with a cure light. Are you serious, Earl? Two ones?
4: <laughs> Your water. not the place to do that six. Oh my god i have to do it again oh my god just give up this 14 for seven. All right half
0: healing yeah crap another cure late then yes. uh let me ask utrid uh at what point were you planning on <laughs> taking a closer look at this magical something that arasni left you with has the time not come yet or what
3: I guess now would be the time.
0: Alright. You just kind of, like, go around a... Like, separate yourself from Teoblith by, like, going around a pillar and just, like, squatting down or something?
3: No, I think since he's, like, healing himself, I'm just going to stay where I am because I'm kind of, like, behind a wall of Elxie Randolph, and Thalias right now. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm just going to try and look at it now while everyone's doing like the after battle you know stuff okay go ahead and give me spellcraft 25
0: with a 25 you understand the function of this magic item uh, you know that the user of this item in order to activate it needs to stab it through the palm of their hand doing so will cause them to bleed one hit point per round it takes one minute for this item to become active after stabbing yourself in the palm at that point for the next minute you will not suffer from the halved healing that gallospire imposes
4: what
0: and after that minute the item will not function for the next twenty
3: four hours. Okay. Wild. I'll uh I'm probably gonna keep that to myself until like someone's like really hurt. Okay.
0: So basically the oh, and and this would be like in a in a thirty foot bubble of the person stabbed.
3: Oh, now that's even better. I thought it was just the person stabbed gets the benefit. Right, yeah. Uh,
0: but meanwhile, the person stabbed is going to be uh, taking one hit point per round, and it takes ten rounds to start it up. Uh, so,
1: not you don't want to a do a lot the of
3: damage about to die. Yeah, not a <laughs> whole
1: lot of damage, but you have to you have to willingly but, take the ten damage from the
0: bleed in order to start yeah. it. And you need to, yeah, and then you need to keep it in there until like you're ready to turn it off. So if you need ten rounds, if if you need that full minute of healing, that's another ten points of bleed that you're gonna take, and the magical any magical healing you take during that time will not uh, turn off the bleed. And then after you turn it off, you will then need to either make a heal check or take magical healing to then stop the bleed. Uh, at the top of this stake is a is like a, a little like. It. like empty space in the top of the stake there's like a little hole and through that hole you see four rings four metal rings that are like just linked onto the top of the stake and you have a feeling that the rings indicate how many charges the stake has before it will no longer function
4: Well, it'll still function like a stake, right?
0: It'll still... It sure will still stake somebody. Okay. Uh, Without any of those rings. All right, so that was the last thing. So you guys are continuing to move west, correct? Westward ho! All right. The ceiling and floor of the cavern here spiral gently, creating a spindle-shaped room that ends in a large black pit. Descending from the middle of the chamber. Strands of luminescent fungus grow in the shape of leering skulls among the walls here, providing dim light. So, with our genus's daylight spell, you now have 30 feet of bright light, followed by 30 feet of normal light. And then outside of that radius is dim light.
4: Well, that is a big room.
0: So, yeah, looks like just a big spiraling descent. Down to perhaps another floor.
4: Looks like a pit in the middle. Like yeah, floor. What do you guys do?
0: Well,
1: looks uh, like we got a
0: decision to make.
4: I enter and perceive the room.
1: Are we going down, or do we Wait. want to check these other rooms and look for surprises?
4: You know, the sheer size of this room makes me want to go check this out. Am I crazy?
3: I mean, yes, but not for that. Every one of my video game instincts is telling me that when you come to, like, the point on a level where you can go up or down, you just take it. Elsie looks at Uhtred. What should we do? I was the whispering tyrant. I had multiple levels to my fortress. I certainly wouldn't be keeping my important stuff on the first floor, so... I'm in favor of following this pathway down.
0: I agree with that logic although I and she kind of looks around I think I don't think we are on the first floor I think we might be on like the second or third floor down judging by that crater we had to go through but regardless I that makes sense uh, however deep we are now it would only stand to reason that only increasingly valuable things lie below us
1: alright well
0: if we're going down let's go down alright alright uh, as you approach, you would see that um, while the spiral does uh, descend relatively gradually, it is a 10-foot drop from each layer down. So like if you go straight up to it, to your west, and you're on like the eastern edge of it, if you drop down to the next level down, that's a 10-foot drop, and then you drop down again, that's another 10-foot drop.
3: Alright, well, I don't see any reason why we need to be dropping... We can't just walk the pathway.
0: I mean,
1: the only... The only, right. uh... Reason I would think of would be just the duration spells that are going on. But I don't think it'll cut that much time off to be really
0: appreciably different. Alright, so you guys are going down the, uh... The spiral? You're you're walking down? Yep. Right. Can I get a marching order,
1: please? Uh, in
0: the back.
4: Um... Right. Like. Utrid and then the R&T buddies. Right.
0: And uh, then give me some perception checks. <clears throat> just for fun. It'll be fun.
1: <laughs> That's a 36 for Teoblith, with a reminder that I have
0: echolocation too. Mm, uh, So, with Teoblith's very unfun reminder <laughs> of having echolocation, let me just back things up a
5: little bit. Uh yeah. I, I I have to ask. Uh do you just screech the yeah. entire time that we're uh that we here? Like, isn't that the thing that like summoned the dragon the last time? I mean that literally. Well,
1: I mean it didn't summon the dragon. Dragons are just sensitive to the effect. Unless there's one of them hiding under here. Well, should be fine. <laughs>
4: I whisper under my breath. So you just
5: screech yes. the entire time that we're walking around. Yeah. I mean, it's a screech that yeah. nothing, well, most living things and most unliving things can't hear, so. I just imagine that you walk around with your mouth open that nobody hears what you're doing. Just <laughs> It's just emitting this really high-pitched sound. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, don't worry. There are
0: zero undead dragons I'm sure forget about it Uh, alright so you guys are approaching the spiral uh, Teoblith bringing up the rear and that's when Teoblith with his with his dumb echolocation uh, notices that there is actually a creature down one level in this spiral hold up folks we got someone waiting for us here as if Hearing Teoblith say that, uh, uh, you know what? I think that's gonna start combat. Actually, Teoblith notices someone waiting for you down there. Says there's somebody waiting for you. That person hears that
5: and rolls initiative. Okay with the high ground, honestly. I feel like we don't get that often. All right, Randolph. Nineteen.
0: Arginus. Uh, Thirteen. Utrid. Twelve. So, it is this person's turn, and as a move action, they just fucking jump up to the next level. Huh. And you see what... You can't be positive with their facial features and what you can see of their rotting body, but maybe female uh, with this like leather armor that's like melting into her skin uh, and just glowing red eyes and she looks furious
4: oh we didn't even do anything
0: she just shouts I'll kill you uh, so yeah part of her move action is to jump up and then she will finish her move and she puts herself kitty cornered with our genus and she's just gonna punch the ever living shit out of Argenus. <laughs> what
5: the fuck did I do? <laughs> uh, that makes sense. <laughs> I'm not the one screeching. Fucking
0: standing there asking for it. Uh, but yeah, so that's a uh, twenty-nine against Arginus' flat footed AC. I mean, yeah,
5: that that hits. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> that's terrifying. Yep.
0: Our genius takes 24 points Holy of damage shit. and 8 points of fire damage.
3: Fire damage, huh? Oh, Falcon yeah. punch! Uh,
4: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, kind of. Um, and Tia Blith, I'm going to let you make an intelligence check. <clears throat> I
5: mean, that show was, that's
0: terrifying. Uh, that's an 18. <laughs> Uh, you're pretty sure you recognize this woman from that same relief carving that you saw Gustari Fallenstag in. Awesome. Yeah, so, Teoblith, you're pretty sure this is another Grave Knight who just jumped out of this pit, punched the shit out of genus, and now it's Randolph's turn.
4: Alright, Randolph is not going to stand for this. He's going to um, direct Elias to take a five-foot step and full attack. While he makes a runaround maneuver, ah, almost stupid 20 foot movement speed.
0: Could have our genus make a, a move action and end up right there instead.
4: So oh, poking. yeah, that's what I meant. No, yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. All right. You guys, see, I'm testing you guys.
0: You're testing the limits of my ability to play both <laughs> sides of the table, yes.
4: He's playing both sides, so he just comes out on top. It's <laughs> so, uh, 24 to hit. 24 will hit sweet uh, 25 damage plus five acid and two cold you felt a tiny
0: bit of that get absorbed but okay maybe the smallest amount of DR that you've encountered in a while
4: okay that's cool uh, second attack which I don't well, get because I moved obviously
0: correct. obviously
4: obviously but second attack from Thalia's first attack. Slam. Here we go. 24 to hit. 24 hits. 16 damage plus 6 fire. Okay. That flanking was definitely important because those rolls were not very good. Plus (laughs) 4 went a long way there.
5: Sure Uh, Next up is Arginus. Uh, Arginus is going to take a 5 foot step back. Still kind of shaken up from this entire experience. Yeah, I'm gonna cast haste. Sweet.
1: Yeah, yeah I get haste this time.
0: Alright, everybody's hasted. Arginus. Oh, you just went. Utrid.
3: Uh, can I charge? to? Uh, uh no. Alright, then I'm just gonna go down 15 feet and over 5 and take a swing here. It's a uh, 32 to hit. 32 hits. Uh, is... Are they chaotic? She is not chaotic. 12 slashing damage. Elk turn. She
0: takes a 5 foot step, blocking uh, this Grave Knight from advancing again on our genus. And then she's going to full attack, power attack. Gore hits. Hoof hits. Second hoof does not hit. Oh, but then she's got a second gore. Natural 20. Cool. Yep. And that'll confirm... So let's do Gore and Hoof first. Max roll on the non-crit Gore. Okay. 26 damage. Okay, and then Hoof, 15. All right, let's get that crit card. All right, we got a piercing crit from the Gore, correct?
1: Yes. All right, this is an Achilles heel. Normal damage and 1d2 dex damage, and the target's speeds are reduced by half until healed. So, we need one of the other effects. Okay.
0: Reducing that speed would have been nice.
5: Yep.
0: Alright, here we go. One, double damage and you gain a plus two bonus on your next d20 roll made within one minute. Here we go with double damage. Boom! 44 damage. Wow. This Grave Knight looks like she's still ready to fucking throw hands, though. Uh, Teoblith.
1: Alright, Teoblith is going to use his Sidestep ability, which... Um, I was just looking this up because I had to check. I'm going to do this, I'm going to cast this defensively as because it's a spell-like ability. But I use this as part of a move action taken to move, and it allows me to spend 5 feet of movement to move up to 10 feet per Occultist level. Kind kind of like a Dimension Door without the you-must-end-your-turn caveat. Okay. So uh, I'm going to cast Defensively. It's a natural 20 on that, so I think I'm good. You're good. And Teoblith kind of like steps to the side toward Thalias and just kind of emerges over on the northern side of the spiral. Nice. Wow. And that was a move action. Yep. All and right. He turns around and Wish. takes a shot at uh, at the Grave Knight. Oh. Um could I piece together which one this is? You think this might be Yallus the Serene. <laughs> Ironic, I love it. Corrupted in death. <laughs> 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 It's like, nice of you to join us, Yalas. And he turns around and takes a shot, deadly aimed with his longbow. It's a 29 to hit. 29 hits. For 16 damage.
3: This is great. On Uhtred's turn, he's going to Dimension Door everyone right back to you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
0: It is now Yalas' turn again. And she's going to full attack right on Utrid Or right on Elksy. Oh, wow. Well, who is it? Elksie or Uhtred? Elksie.
3: Nah, you're lucky.
0: This Graven
1: is going to pound Elksie into the
3: ground.
0: Yeah, between the the elk that just dealt 44 damage on a single attack and the guy that I don't think has hit her yet, uh, she's going to pick Elksy.
3: Yeah, all right.
0: All right. So that's a 36 to hit. Take 16 damage and then five fire damage from the first hit. That's 39 to hit. It's 18 damage and eight fire damage. 31 to hit. It's 19 damage and nine fire damage. 35 to hit. 17 damage and three fire damage. Okay. 29 to hit. It's 14 damage and. 12 fire damage. Gah. And Elsie hits the dirt. Ugh. And she then doesn't miss a step, pivots, and throws a punch at Thalias.
4: Is this her eighth attack? This is ridiculous. Yeah, it was, seriously.
0: That's a twenty-five to hit. Uh no. Alright. And then she's gonna finish up her turn with her hasted attack. Oh my I <laughs> Thalias. And that's a 34 to hit. Yeah, it hits. Yeah, monks be crazy, you
4: Jeez. Freaking
0: Grave Knight. Monk. Not a monk. Oh. Wow. <laughs>
4: Whatever <laughs> Sit out. Out of control.
0: That's 15 damage plus 6 fire damage.
4: Oh, he's just a boy.
0: So, yeah, she just... Just... Gong, 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 and fucking... She doesn't stop hitting Elxy until... She is just a bloody mess on the floor. Alexi is currently unconscious and dying. Up next is Randolph.
4: Uh, yeah. I'm gonna swing harder than I've swung yet today. (laughs) Oh, no. No, 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 no. Uh, that's a natural one.
0: Maybe, uh, maybe some luck is in in order.
4: Yeah. Luck. I haven't been lucky today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's my... It's in here somewhere. I'm going to use it, and then I'll do my accounting after. All right. So my reroll is a... Oh, much better. Uh, 32 to hit. 32 hits. For 24 damage plus 5 acid and 4 cold. Okay. And second attack was a 22 to hit.
0: 22 does not
4: hit. Okay, you got me there. <laughs> but I am hasted. So yep. So... coming third attack. 31 to hit.
0: 31 hits.
4: 24 damage plus 5 acid, 2 gold. And that's just the appetizer. The main course. Oh no. <laughs> Negative 1. Or <laughs> natural 1 on Thalias. 27.
0: 27 will not confirm.
4: Whew. should bullet there. Uh, and then the second slam was a 26. That'll hit. For 17 damage and 4 fire. Right. And haste is the name of the game with uh, Randolph and Elias. This is crazy. Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight hits. For twelve damage plus six fire. So the monk is absolutely well <clears throat> the grave knight is uh, you know, going ham and we got her surrounded, we're going ham right back at her.
5: Yeah. Alright, still more ham left to serve. Oh. Uh Argenus. Oh um Arginus uh, takes a five foot. Your your meat shield just fucking yep. ate it. Uh, are you just gonna take a five foot step back and gonna do a parchment swarm? Okay. All right. Oh, you a reflex save? <sighs> please, <laughs> please. <laughs> I know, I know, it's not gonna fail, but twenty one. Oh, maybe. Parchment swarm is a fifth level spell. Twenty one. No. That's
0: only because she's hasted right now. Oh, God. So that's half
5: damage? Yeah. All right. Give it to me. 45, so 20. uh, 22. 22. Good roll on that damage,
1: Argenus.
0: All right. As swiftly as this combat started and then got out of hand with that parchment swarm, Argenus, you down the Grave Knight. Oh, my God.
5: Nice out yeah. uh, quickly that, disintegrate it uh, yeah our uh, quickly does uh, dispel magic uh, oh wait oh you remember what is uh, yeah we have I to determine I... what yeah know, what, what am the... I aiming after
1: here yeah it's supposed to be the grave knights armor so uh, what was this thing wearing
0: yeah. <clears throat> it's wearing hide armor okay so you need to get a caster level check of 17 all right 23 bam all right, so the uh, so Argenus swiftly dispels the magical enhancement from the the hide armor, rendering it non-magical for the next I think 1d4 rounds and then follows that up with a beam of green energy. Disintegrate. All right. And Argenus uh, Oh, seems
5: Fuck, I like for- forgot arrived. about this part. <laughs> no.
0: A series of snippets from history flash before your eyes. You see a beautiful young girl with toe-blonde hair, the Grave Knight you just faced, Yalas the Serene, still in her youth. You watch from afar as she struggles to defend herself from three older sisters, all with immaculate, shiny, black hair, teasing their younger sibling about her different appearance. Innocent sibling squabbles, perhaps, but you then see... Her innocent sibling squabbles, perhaps, but you then see her endure bullying of a similar, yet infinitely more sinister nature as her parents encourage this behavior from their three dark-haired children and blatantly and openly play favorites, at times going so far as to suggest that this poor girl's hair color indicated some disfavor she had delivered to her family from the gods. Potential friends are scared away by her siblings, who have clearly been taught to afford Yalis no positive outlets. Finally, when she's become old enough to talk back to her wicked sisters in front of her peers, the three make a show of overpowering her, pushing her to the ground and then slathering her bright blonde hair in mud, declaring it an improvement. She comes home that evening, her hair still caked in dried mud, to parents who make no attempt to hide the humor they see in their three favorite daughters' poetic statement. They show y'alls no sympathy, and drive her back out into the dark streets with their cruel indifference. She flees her terrible home, wishing to never see her family ever again. As ever, though, she would not get what she wanted, and, drunk on the enablement of their parents, the three sisters pursue her into the night, with plans to force her home if only because they knew it was what she didn't want. But they had pushed Yalis too far. When cornered, she resorts to the only thing her sisters ever taught her and lashes out with a desperate lethality, ending with the death of her eldest sister as Yalis swings a large rock wildly, making contact with Skull. You see more flashes of Yalis' life. She spends some time on the streets, getting by with her only reliable companion, Rage. She cut her hair shortly after, sending her surviving sisters running home Her new appearance allows her to pass for a young man at her age, and she uses this to get by, threatening people for food, money, or whatever else she needs in the moment, resorting to wild, violent rages when this fails, earning herself either the prize she sought or bodily harm. Sometimes both. After threatening the wrong, off-duty soldier, Yalis is restrained and taken off the streets by the Knights of Ozum. Brought so low as she is, Yalis doesn't fear death. What she wasn't expecting, though, was humanity, and you now watch as she trudges through years of rehabilitation. Her progress is slow, and her rage is never truly abandoned, but as she slowly learns to lower her guard, she picks up various mantras that remind her to be peaceful. She makes a friend. A young knight with short blonde hair whose skill with his single-bladed falcata has already earned him a reputation at the War College. Together they bond over a mutual devotion to their martial training, he with his blade, her with her fists. By the time they graduate, Yalis has earned the title Serene as an ironic nudge at her brutal fighting style. She's finally remembered how to be happy. Not just happy in the moment, but to exist as a happy person. Her rageful core remains like an unwanted companion, constantly eavesdropping on her most private words and thoughts. But her peaceful mantras help her manage this ugly side of herself. You watch more time pass, and her friend recruits her to what he describes as the greatest mission of their lives, infiltrating the undead nation of Geb. She anxiously accepts, eager to put her martial training to work. The next thing you see is a close-up of a pale translucent hand gliding slowly across an unconscious Yalis' face. She's still alive but appears to be grappling with some discomfort as her face twitches and grimaces while her eyes seem to dart to and fro under her eyelids. The translucent hand remains a few inches away from her and travels from point to point as if scanning her thoughts. As you watch, your point of view dives into her face and you can see her memories, many of which you already watched. You watch as this outsider flits from memory to memory examining her lowest moments with great interest. When you again reach her ascent from the streets, though, things start to change. As she adds new mantras of peace and patience to her repertoire, the words are removed. With careful and tedious precision, Yalis's memory is slowly and meticulously stripped of these mantras, and with them gone, the brightness you had seen come into her life is replaced by darkness in her memories after graduating. The new lens showing her rehabilitation now only shows more fighting with no positive context, no evidence of redemption or camaraderie. Without her mantra, she has nothing to cling to, and the aimless rage she relied on as a street urchin colors her every memory. You're thrust back into the world outside of Yalis' mind, and you watch her awaken She immediately lashes out like a berserking animal capable of nothing but rage. Undead guards are hurried in to subdue her, and after destroying several waves, she's eventually overpowered and brought to a holding cell. Time passes in confinement, but not much. A frighteningly short time is all that's needed for this gut-wrenchingly simple torment to take place. You watch Yalla pace her cell like a beast on display when a translucent man with similarly ghostly robes and dark brown hair glides into your view. Yalla sees him too and instinctively lashes out, slamming against her cell bars and screaming an incoherent string of syllables. The man watches her for a minute, watches her froth at the mouth and growl like a territorial creature. Several minutes pass, and only fatigue can eventually simmer the rage in Yalis, and she backs into the the far corner of her cell, where she continues to snarl. The man has his back to you, but you can still hear his haunting voice echo in your head. You're ready. And we'll see you next week. On the Inspired Incompetence Podcast. Dang. See See ya. See ya. See ya.
4: See ya.